0: you guys ready for the word today? I have a great word for you today. Title this message, Longing for Approval. Do you like that message? You like that title? Do you like me? (laughs) Do you approve of it? But today we're going to be laying down our longing for approval, and we're really going to zone in on what God says about us. I think we lose track of that sometimes. And the way this, this message is going to flow today, at the end of it, we're going to have a really cool moment where I'm actually going to speak scripture over you of what God says about you. Because you may have come in this morning feeling low or feeling, you've maybe you've had words spoken over you that's not connected to your identity. It, doesn't say, it does not say what God says about you. So today you may have walked in not knowing who you are, but you're going to walk out realizing whose you are. So it's going to be an awesome time. I remember growing up, You may relate to this story, playing baseball or basketball, and mom and dad were watching, and I always think to myself, man, if I just got a base hit, dad would approve of me, or mom would approve of me. If I just sank this basket, mom and dad would approve of me. It was just a warped view. If I did good, they would approve of me. They always say you always have three points. Well, I have seven this morning, so it's going to be extra anointed this morning. But what we're going to look at, the first five, we're going to look at specific signs that you may be living for the approval of others. Are you ready to lay that down this morning? Yeah. The first one is we obsess what others think. We obsess what others think. You may have done maybe speech class. And what happens when you get up to give a speech? You get kind of nervous and worried because you're worried about what people will think. Social media, you make a post. And every 12 seconds, you've got to go back and see if someone liked it. Or you take a selfie, maybe from the right side, and you post it. And then you go back every five seconds to see if anyone liked it. And then you're like, you know what, I'm going to delete that. I'm going to take one from the, from the left side and see if that changes. <laughs> but things go through our mind because our, our thoughts take captive. Because when people don't start liking us, we start thinking to ourselves, is there something wrong with me? That no one commented. Because we're consumed with what people think. Occasionally you may be getting ready for an important event. I know I do this all the time. I'll go in my closet. There'll be a closet full of clothes. And what do we always say? I have nothing to wear. That's right. You all have done that too. All right. But you say you have nothing to wear. Or it could be something so insignificant and small and someone says, hey, how are you feeling? You feeling okay today? And immediately our mind's like, what's the matter? Do I look that bad? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Because we just care so much what other people think and what their approval of us is. The second thing is we we're become often overly sensitive. A hundred people can tell me this weekend they love my message, but then the one person comes up to me and says, I didn't like it. I couldn't apply anything to it. And immediately those thoughts come in my mind. I'm on failure. I'm not any good. I didn't make a difference. That one person, over that one thing, can totally set you. I mean, that's what social media does sometimes. I hate it sometimes because it can control your emotions. You can be having a great day, and you see something that's posted, and it totally wrecks your whole rest of your day. Nothing should ever have that much power over you, but then. If I, if I can get rid of it, I would, but I can't because of Switch. But we're connected that way, but we do use it for good. But it's so sad how social media can dictate that. Or maybe you've got an outfit. We talked about clothes, and you've got a new outfit, and you look good. The lady that sold it to you said you look good, and you can't wait to strut your stuff. You're like, i got this new outfit. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get all these compliments all day long. And at the end of the day, no one says anything and you feel devastated what's wrong with them again your your mind begins to run they take your thoughts take captive of you what's wrong with them what's wrong with me you become overly sensitive or when you text a friend or direct message a friend and they don't get back to you in the time that you thought they should get back to you you start thinking oh my gosh is something wrong are we not friends anymore is there a misunderstanding? Do I need to call them a hundred times to see what's up? We become overly sensitive. A third indicator is you compromise your values. There's something you deeply believe in, but you compromise it for the approval of others. Maybe you're a, you're a young lady and you're saving your purity for your future husband. The gift, of, the gift that God gave you of purity but you're currently dating someone that just keeps telling you, I love you, baby, 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 I love you, baby. I would love, love you more if you mm, we compromise our values for the approval of somebody else. Or if you're just hanging out with the guys and you're starting to tell crude jokes and you're not really honoring to God. And you kind of laugh and you you play along and you use language that you probably shouldn't use because you just want to fit in. But you don't want to be that religious guy. And you compromise your values. Or you believe in being debt free and you want to manage wisely what God has given you. But you end up buying things that you don't really need with the money you don't even have to impress the people you don't even know. Why? It's because you compromise your values, because you want people to like you based on what you have and what you look like. Another indicator is you hesitate sharing your faith. You really believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he transforms lives and forgives sins and makes us new. And you have a friend who doesn't know that. A friend who may be hurting and lost in his or her sin. And you want to share God's goodness with your friend, but you don't want to be that religious person. So you don't share your faith. If you're honest, you care more about what other people think than you really do care about their freedom in Christ. So you don't share your faith and you become less, you become more timid because you're longing for the approval of others. And finally, this is one that spoke to me was, you have a hard time saying no. You have a hard time saying no. Someone can come up to you and say, hey, can you do this? And inwardly, you're screaming, no, no, no. I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Inwardly, you're just screaming out, no. But outwardly, you say, sure, I'll be happy to. When can I start? And you have this horrible sense of guilt because outwardly, you're agreeable. But inwardly, you're resentful. You have an incredibly hard time saying no because you want to please people. Why do we do this? The reason is because our egos are incredibly insecure. Our egos are crying out, like me, like me, like me, affirm me, affirm me, affirm me. Make me feel good about myself. But if we're not careful, we're going to miss out on one of the most powerful and biggest dangers about people pleasing, and it's this. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. I'm going to say it again because I want that to be engraved in your heart this morning. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. Proverbs 29:25 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Fear of man. What would he do to me? What would she do to me? What would they think? What is their opinion of me? Fear of man would prove to be a, a snare. In other words, could be a trap. It sometimes goes like this sometimes. Hey, do you like my outfit? Do you like my hair? I got bangs now. I didn't have bangs yesterday. <laughs> do you like my car? Do you realize I have an iPhone 7 with the unlimited data plan? Am I cool now? Am I cool? I just got a follower on Twitter. Am I cool now? Do you like my song? Am I hanging out with the right friends? Am I cool The fear of man proves to be what? A snare. It's a trap of whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So what's the problem with people-pleasing? People-pleasing is idolatry. It's a sin of idolatry. It's putting the approval of people ahead of the opinion of God. Do you know that God has an opinion of you and it's good? It's not the things that may have been spoken over you. It's not the negativity that may be brought upon you. It's good. He has so many things he wants to say to you. So many uplifting things that he wants to say to you. That he wants you to engrave that in your heart and believe it. Because it's specifically for you. You may have walked in this morning not feeling worth anything right now. But you are so worth it. God has so many things in store for you. So many things he wants to tell you. So many things that the world can't even grasp because they can't handle it. You have a calling on your life that is too big just to set aside and worry about pleasing people. It's making people too big in our lives and God's too small. And it actually could be one of the greatest limiting factors in your life. If you're a parent and your big goal is for your kids to like you, if your goal is to get your kids to like you, they may like you today, but they're not going to respect you tomorrow. Because your number one call is not to be their buddy, is to be one of their guiding forces in their life. If you want to be a leader in your school for you students out there, and you're consumed with your friends think about you, you can't lead them because you're following them. If you want to be a leader in business, you have to make an incredibly difficult calls that other people will not understand. And you cannot be consumed with what people think about you. You have to do what's right. If you want to be a follower of Jesus, you you cannot be consumed with what people think about you because you cannot simultaneously live for the approval of people and the approval of God. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the fastest way to forget what God thinks about you. Fear of man would prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. So how do we overcome this disease to please? I have two thoughts that I want to drive this home, and we're going to ask the Spirit to do a deep work in our hearts. The first one is focus on pleasing God instead of pleasing people. It's simple. We want to live not for the crowd, but for the audience of one. Paul said in Galatians 1.10, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I will not be Christ's servant. I want you to get that. Don't miss it. If, I'm pleasing, peop- if pleasing people is my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. You cannot simultaneously live for the positive crowd and live for the audience of one. We're going to focus on pleasing God instead of pleasing people. As I was putting this together, there's something that kind of revolutionized when I was putting this together. It was this. Do you realize you can't please all people? Did you realize that? You just can't. You can wear yourself out trying to keep up with it. But this is gonna, it's going to kill you at the end. Because this, this is what you try to do. You wear a certain outfit that this group likes and that group can't stand. You'll listen to music that this group likes and that group can't stand. You'll go to parties that this group likes and that group can't stand. You'll go... You'll buy a car that this group likes, and that group can't stand. You do your hair in a way that this group likes, and that group can't stand. Even in your morals, you live in such a way that this group likes, and that group can't stand. Even in Christianity, even with worship, you worship one way that this group likes, and another group says you're doing it wrong. See, when I realized something that totally freed me was, I cannot please everybody. But I can please God. And that is good. That is so good. And you're so quiet. (laughs) But I want you to engrave that in your hearts this morning. That you don't you cannot please anyone. And you cannot please everyone. But you can please God. And I want you to get that. Because obviously, Paul says, I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. If I was trying to be a people pleaser, I couldn't be Christ's servant. He said, I will focus on the audience of one instead of the applause of the crowd. Because becoming obsessed with what people think about me is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about me. You've noticed I've said that a few times because I want you to get that. I want you to understand that and what he says about you. You may have been called names. You may have been called things that are unfair, and I am sorry. But that is not what the Heavenly Father thinks of you. He believes you're worthy. He believes you're precious. He believes you're a masterpiece. He believes all those beautiful things. But we weren't created just to please everyone. But we can please God. The second thing is we live from the approval of God instead of the pr- approval of people. That's a transforming truth. We're going to live from the approval of God. If you're a follower of Jesus, God approves of you through Christ. He already approves of you. Paul said it this way in 1 Thess- Thess- Thessalonians 2.4. He says, On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people but God, who tests our heart. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are approved by God and you're entrusted with the message of the gospel. If you care what people think, you can't carry that message out. If you truly follow Jesus, you will not be liked by all people. If you're liked by all people, you're not truly following God. If you're approved by God, therefore entrusted with the gospel. When we understand this, because of what Christ did, you are the righteousness of God. When God looks at you, he doesn't see sinfulness. He sees the righteousness of Christ. Because of what Christ did then, my worth is not based on what people think about me. My worth is based on what God says about me. Someone needed to hear that this morning. Your worth is not based on what people think about you. Your worth is based on what God says about you. Therefore, you don't have to dance for approval of others, but you're living from the approval of God. And that, once we understand that and grasp that, that, my friends, is a game changer. That changes the game. Because your worth is not based on what others say, but who your Father in heaven says you are. So the question is, who does God say we are? Who does God say we are? So this is what I'm going to do for the rest of the, rest of the service. I'm going to have you stand. If you go ahead and stand with me. And what I want to do is I want to speak this, this, these scriptures over your life. Because there may have been some things that has been spoken that do not line up for what God says about you. So I want us to do whatever it looks like for you. I just want you to get into a receiving posture. However that looks for you. And I want to speak these scriptures over your life and I want you to I want you to I want it to be engraved into your heart cuz what I'm speaking is about you specifically. You can tie your name into it. It's personal. Second Corinthians 5:17 says, "You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. You're not just improved, you are new." Ephesians 1:7 says, "You are forgiven, and your sins are washed away. No matter what you've done, no matter how dirty you feel, no matter how much your spiritual enemy says you're used goods, and you'll never make a difference because of your past. God says, because of my son, you can. He says, your sins are gone and I remember them no more. Romans 8.37 says, you are more than a conqueror. You're not just a conqueror, but you're more than a conqueror through Christ who gives you strength. Ephesians 2.10 says, God says, you are my masterpiece. You are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which I prepared in advance for you to do. You have everything you need to do everything God has called you to do. Matthew 5, 14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. In this dark, sin-infested world, if you have Christ dwelling inside of you, you are the light and you let it shine. You let that light shine. That's what you are. You are the light of the world. That's who God says you are. And when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Romans 8.11 says, you are filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead within you. It is the very same spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. There is power. There is power living inside of you. Romans 8.17 says, you are a joint heir with Christ. You inherit what Christ inherits. You inherit the kingdom of God. You are special, not because what you have done, but because you're adjoined with Christ who did it for you. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, You are Christ's ambassador. What is an ambassador? It's the highest ranking diplomat sent from one country to another. Guess who you are? You want to know who you are? You are the highest ranking representative sent from heaven to earth to declare the glory of God in this world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Romans 1.7 says, you are greatly loved by God. It doesn't matter what you think, it matters what God says. And he says you were called, he says you are equipped, he says you're an overcomer, he says you are loved. When you realize this, you're no longer living for the approval of others, but you're living for the approval of God. And that, my friends, changes everything. Did you receive that this morning? Can we give God a hand clap for thanking him for that?